Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to $10 billion, I decided I'm going to help create one thousand millionaires including myself and not by being a guru or selling a course but by doing the things i already love to do every day and documenting my journey to get there i figure i'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to my name is donovan gray and this is how i will turn my life into a living we made different playlists for all the things we are into and you can find all of those links in the description box below this may be your first time here and if it is welcome to the family but for everyone else this is chapter 4 page 15. today's day is wednesday june 28th and it is 11:32 a.m okay so before we get into the topics of the day we always start off with screen time all right that is when me and melissa check our phone to see how much time we have given to it last week and i do want to say i think this week for multiple reasons my screen time will be significantly lower than it normally is all right last week every day i spent an average of seven hours and 16 minutes on my phone and that's down from the week before which was eight hours and 33 minutes so my phone screen time went down about an hour and 15 minutes per day so right now every day no for the week i spend the average of eight hours and 48 minutes on youtube which is a little bit more than an hour a day then it's mail for seven hours and 36 minutes and then instagram for six hours and 23 minutes my highest usage day was friday for nine hours and 10 minutes my first use app after pickup was mail and I picked up my phone on average 119 times per day. Okay, baby girl, what was your screen time like last week? My screen time was five hours and 58 minutes. Mm-hmm. My most used app was Instagram for almost nine hours, then TikTok for almost eight hours, then Gmail for four hours, then Discord for two and a half hours, because I mean, it's Sarah's Discord, and then music for like an hour and a half. I picked up my phone on average 149 times a day. First use app after pickup is Gmail, then Instagram, then Messages, then Square. Now, let's see. Subscriber check. Today on the main channel, we currently have 6,543 subscribers. On the Candle channel, we have 428 subscribers. I feel it. The Candle videos, the vlogs are going to start going up more regularly and more consistently. And we can finally start getting into our bag for all the other candle videos that we've been trying to make or wanted to make since the beginning of the year. Kelly, it's already July. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Just like that, you blink. We done, we done been through. I feel like the last two months were the most, with the quickest months out of the first three. And I feel like it was in April, May, and June. I felt like it went by pretty fast. Uh, January, February, March, I don't know if it went by that fast. I know March was slow. March was, this was a long month. So the first topic we have for today is last week's craft fair. Now this is a, a very business oriented topic for, for people who are not into business. I would just say, skip right past this, right? This is not for y'all. We've been trying to figure out how to make more money uh, the last couple of weeks because we had some very treacherous weekends where we only made $800 for the whole weekend, $700 for the whole weekend, maybe even $900 for the whole weekend. All right, and that's gross. That's before we take out any expenses. And a lot of things came up as far as why we think we weren't getting a lot of sales. Um, one of the most important things I would say is that there weren't a lot of people at the craft fair. And I think when having any business, it's important to have people who are available to buy the thing that you're selling. So in our case, I feel like a lot of those days, it was the lack of people, right? That's one. Also, I feel like the fact that we had a certain area in the back that we you know, have for a while now, but the people they put in front of us, I feel like they made it congested in that specific area. So 
people weren't really as inclined to come to the back because all they would see is this big crowd of people. So they would walk around it. So I think that's another thing that helped, that didn't, that hurt us in those couple of weeks. So I can say that one positive thing came from us doing that though. And the positive thing is understanding that it is very important to have and sell higher priced items. If we didn't have these bad two or three weeks or whatever the weeks that we had were, we wouldn't have came up with the idea to just try and sell the and smell, just try and sell the big handles. A week or two ago, I don't know exactly the day, we talked about it on the podcast where we just removed the small candles from the table. And we noticed an uptick in people buying the larger candles, right? The smaller ones cost $15, the bigger ones cost $39. There's also an interesting psychology, I think, behind having higher price items because I think it elevates the brand more. I think that when people saw that we just had the little tins on the table, I don't think it matched the brand that we have now at the craft fair. We have these big clouds. We have the sign that lights up, the clouds are turning colors. We have the sheet on the table. That's a nice material. We have the setup on the table. Everything is very cohesive. The candles look nice. And then you have these metal tins on a table full of wax, right? And it's kind of like, this doesn't match the rest of the brand. And I think that the brand comes down more with the smaller candles than the smaller candles come up with the brand. I think this is a better way of putting it. I think people would prefer or people are buying the bigger candles because they're more associated with the brand when there are no smaller candles there. When the smaller candles are there, it brings the brand down to a point where people go, oh, okay, I'm just gonna buy the little small one, show support, it's a, it smells nice, it's good, okay, I'll take it home with me. So that's something that we learned over the last two or three weeks, right? Now, one thing about selling these bigger candles is the cost to make them, right? We never really felt the cost of the candles of the bigger ones because we never sold that many of them in a weekend like and i i mean on average like we might have like high weekends we sell a lot for the most part we might sell on average like maybe eight a weekend maybe like 10 a weekend something in that in that range right now we're selling like 15 we're selling like eight a day eight nine a day maybe even 10 a day right so for us to sell that many big ones it costs more money to make the big ones so now we have to buy more big vessels which are more expensive and it takes up more wax so you're probably asking well what does that mean that means we have to raise the price of the candles now i always think it's funny because when we first first started this way back in the beginning of last year at our first craft even a little bit before that we were talking about the pricing for the candles, right? Now me, at the time, I don't understand the candle market. So Melissa is saying that the candles are worth a certain amount of money. And I'm like, yeah, that's the, that's tough. I can't see nobody spending $50 on the candle. That's kind of crazy. So I'm like, all right, let's start at $30, right? So that was what we did last year. We had the big 12 ounce candle for $30. People would come to us at the fair that we were at in Grand Bazaar and they would say, wow, these are really inexpensive candles, right? They were flying off the shelf. People was eating them up. Funny enough, I kind of want to check how many big candles we sold that day. I'm going to check my phone because people just kept saying how like inexpensive it was, how much of a great deal and great price it was. I'm like, okay, that means the price should be higher. However, because I don't understand the candle market, I don't really, I don't feel comfortable selling a candle at $30 that I don't understand. Like, I'm like, why is it $30? Somebody asked me, I'm like, I don't know. It, there's beeswax in it and there's a uh, wooden wick. And like, I don't know wh what the value is to the candle back then, right? We come a long way from there, okay? So now we sell the candles for $39 at the fair. And we've played around with that price point different times. On the website, they're $49, right? And people have no problem buying them. People even now at $39 at the fair 
still think it's a it's a good price for the candle, right? They still think it's low. Other people don't even ask about the price. They just buy it. They buy two or three of them, right? So now, because we have removed the small candle from the table and only have the big one out, people are just buying way more of them. The price before wasn't as important because we were only selling mostly small ones. But now the price of the big candle is very important. So we think we're we're gonna raise the price. On, we're, we're between 50 and 55. Right now it's 39 at the fair. We added a middle size candle. And for anybody out there who is selling products, I think there is a, a, a threshold of adding products to make your company and business better. And I think it's adding the right products, right? I think people can easily get overwhelmed by adding a lot of products for, I don't even know the reasons why. Maybe you just assume that there are people who want to buy, which may be true. However, those people aren't in your area right now. So an example would be someone selling t-shirts. I don't think it makes sense to have seven, nine different color uh, t-shirts, right? I think it'd be, I would probably say go with like three designs and maybe like two colors each design, right? Depending on what it is. I would also say a scenario like that also have an expensive product. And the reason why I say that is because I think now that we have the middle size candle, there's the anchoring effect. So when you look at it, when you look at the three candles next to each other, your brain has to process which one of these things do I want? right when you go to the store and you're shopping a lot of people don't even look at these things they just kind of they don't they don't think about it when they're shopping for whatever right but as a business owner these are things that we think about all the time and i think my dad for this because i remember when i was younger we would always he would always point these things out to me i remember we go to the movie theater and they had the three popcorn sizes on the on the screen right and he would ask me which one's the better deal now we're looking at it i'm trying to do my simple math i'm like okay this one is this big and that one is that big and okay i would and i'd be like hmm it seems like the small popcorn is the worst popcorn to buy right like you it's a it's it's really expensive but it's cheaper than the other one but you're getting less Right, but you like you're not spending as much money, but you're getting less, like a lot less in terms of a ratio to how much of the popcorn is in it. So things like that. I remember another one that's really stuck with me was he would show me there was these uh, sausages that come in a yellow box. I forgot what they're called, and he would show me the price and then tell me look at the ounces that are inside of the sausages. So let's say it's a eight ounces of sausages and they have like five links or whatever. Right, he would actually do the math on them. And the reason why this one stuck out the most to me is because from then to now, I have noticed that the pricing of a lot of things, especially that box of sausages, the pricing has increased incrementally. So it's not a lot. However, they visibly give you less of the sausage. And I think a lot of people, that's how... That's like the secret or double cost of inflation. I feel like if they were giving you eight ounces of sausage before, all they do is make the sausage just smaller in the same box. So it's like most people don't even really know that it's a smaller thing. You're just buying the same sausage and then it might add extra 30 cents or 40 cents on it every couple of years. So back before when the box might have been $3 for eight ounces, now the box is uh, $4.59 for five ounces right so now you know you're paying more and getting less for the thing so when i think about how we're making products and selling candles that comes in, that always comes into mind because i see it when we're at the fair very rarely were people buying two of the big candles at a time like it would if it happened we'd be like oh wow that's that's amazing now it's like yeah let me get let me get one of those and one of those yeah pack them up yeah i'll take those right and, I, and it's literally just a psychology of not seeing the smaller thing there now they only see the two big ones and they buy the big ones right so now i think that like like I said, I really this is I love business a lot. This is one of the reasons I love it. It's like a it's a it's its own art form. Like the way that you mold different um, 
pricing together with different strategies with Jeff with different like merchandising how things look we're gonna raise the small candle the one from before that was fifteen dollars we're gonna raise it to twenty dollars right and this is similar to the popcorn method so the reason we're raising it to twenty dollars is because it's it's an incentive to buy the middle size candle that is the one that we want people to buy right price wise we're thinking maybe like thirty two dollars thirty four dollars and it's well, we have a Ember Candle call, call right now. Hey, good morning. This is Donovan with Ember Candle. I'm going to help you. Right. Yes, you've been like, hello. So they called, but uh, we are raising the price to $20. Because now the people that want to get a candle, you can still get the sample candle, which will be the travel one or the small one, right? But now the margins are significantly better on that candle. But people who will look at it, if you think about it right now, right? If I say, okay, I have a candle right now that is three ounces and the candle is $20. Or I can give you a $35 candle that's seven ounces for like i said for 35 dollars that's what we've been playing with uh that idea over the last couple of days so uh, my goal is to have the middle candles being sold this weekend i've already been prepping it for the spreadsheet which is this whole ordeal in itself and I honestly maybe after we add like like some staple room sprays and some staple perfumes i'm not trying to add no more products for like like a year like uh, the, mm, the only other product that might possibly add would be um right what we do in collabs with people where we're having like they'll design the label for us or the scent whatever the case might be that will probably be the only like uh, added sense we'll have because like i said earlier there's a threshold of when you have too many products. And I also think there's a threshold when you don't have enough products. I think having three products, in my opinion, is the best place to be at. And then I guess having a variation of those things depending on, no, I would say this always should have a variation of those three. You don't wanna go too crazy, I wouldn't say. Like you don't wanna have 10 variations of each one, but I think a couple is not bad. Also, I think it's very important to have variations that people ask for like give people what they want and you just kind of build off of that like it's so it's so crazy like my brain just it's every time i think about it because i was watching a uh a mr beast interview this morning with colin and samir he had said in the video that people are always asking him about how to get as big as him or grow their channel right and he said that in his stratosphere, there's nobody up there. Like, there's no one up where he is at his stratosphere doing hundreds of millions of views per month, right? He said a lot of people are doing, you know, five, ten million, ten million views a month. And he said, I will tell them how I got to making or getting a hundred million plus views per three hundred, hundreds of millions of views a month. His strategy is to make good videos make videos that people want to watch that's it and it's funny because it's so simple and i know exactly what he's talking about because that's how i feel when it comes to the candles it's like once you get feedback from people do the thing that they asking for like it's it's very very simple to know and I think the first step is just getting the feedback from other people. The feedback will come in different ways. And I think depending on whether you're making content, whether you're selling a product, whether you're selling a service, once you go and talk to people and you go, hey, like maybe for real estate, for example, right? I'm, I'm guessing that there's probably some place where you can find out what people like in their house. Like what are the things that people like to put in their house, right? I don't know if it's a Facebook group. I don't know if there's like a homeowner association or something. But I'm pretty sure if you go there, they'll probably say things like, yeah, man, all the houses that are being built right now, the doorways are too small. They're just not, they're just not uh, wide enough, right? 
And then somebody will hear that and then go and make a narrower, a more narrow door, right? Somebody will hear that and then do nothing. And it's like the people are saying exactly what they want. People just don't do it. Right now, my goal, like, I don't want to add more sense. Like, I really don't. I feel like we're done adding sense. I don't really want to do that. However, I I really want to get a woody scent. Like, we have a scent that people might define as woody, but I feel like when people who are really into woody scents smell it, they're kind of like, it's closed, but it's not the woody I'm looking for. The problem is I don't know what that woody smells like. So what I try and do is I bring like, well, before we would bring different scents and say, hey, how you think about this one? What do you feel about that one? So that's how I look at business, right? It's just literally finding what people want and giving them that thing. So last week we did uh, like $1,500 for the weekend gross. And I know a lot of people like to hear what we did net. Um, and then also, this is a pet peeve I have about uh, when people actually net sales. I have no problem telling people how much money we make. I don't care. It, the reason why I do it is because I know that when I was younger and I was watching YouTube videos or I still watch them now, I wanted to know, this went to sleep. I wanted to know like, what are the, what's the gritty details? What's the numbers? Like, how is it working? Right? So that's why I say it. And I have, I will continue to say, I have no problem saying it. However, people ask me, what is, what are the net sales for the business? Right? And my response is always, what net sales are you talking about? Because there's a very, uh, there are different types of, or profit. That's what they're like. They don't say net, they say profit. What is the, is that, is that all profit in the business? And now, like I said, the reason why is it's, it's, it can be an, an annoying question because I think that people are asking the question with the wrong intentions. And that I think is why that question is asked. Because when it comes to profit, is it gross profit? Is it net profit? Is it profit before taxes, profit after taxes? This is why, and like I, this is why I say the question can be annoying is because I think the people are really asking, how much of that money do you put in your pocket? That's pretty much what they ask, right? Like how much money can you, can you go out and buy? If you made $1,500 $1, last weekend, can you go out and spend $1,500? And it's like on vacation, I'm like, absolutely. If I made $1,500 last weekend, I could take the money and we, me and Melissa could go to the mall. We could go on vacation. We could go buy, uh, rent a car, a nice expensive car. We could do all that stuff, right? But then the business wouldn't wouldn't grow. Like it wouldn't get any bigger than it is now, right? So when people ask about profit, all the money that we make, if it's not groceries and like cat food and paper towels, we're spending it on debt for the business. We're spending it on inventory for the business. We're spending it on subscriptions. We're spending it on uh, different craft fairs and growing and different things like that. So... <coughs> When people think about profit, I think they think about it from a, I don't even know how, I would say from a employee perspective, like, okay, my check says I made $20 this week or $1,000 this week and taxes took 200. So I have $800. That's how much I make at my job. Right. But then if I was to ask somebody, how much money do you make at your job? And they say, I make 50 K a year. I go, okay. How much of that do you keep? Right? They will go 50K. I will go, well, don't you have to pay your car note? And they will go, yeah. I go, well, don't you have to pay for your food? They will go, yeah. I go, well, don't you have to pay for towards your savings? They will go, yeah. I go, what about your phone bill? They will go, yeah. So then I would say, well, do you actually did you actually make that money? That, that is that profit that you keep? Is that income if you're spending it on those expenses? And it's like, I don't think anybody would rationally say that that does not consider not consider income. 
they would just say, yeah, I have expenses. And it's like, what do you, is, is saving an expense? Like what, I mean, let me, let me look it up. Cause maybe I don't even know what, what, it, what an expense is. Let's see what the definition of expenses. All right. So this says the cost required for something, the money spent on something. That's a noun. The verb is offset as an expense against taxable income. Okay, here's some other definition they have. A thing on which one is required to spend money. There's another one. The cost incurred in the performance of one's job or specific task, especially one undertaken for another person, right? And this is why I'm always stressing the idea that people are looking at money the wrong way, right? My theory is that money is called a currency because it's supposed to just be transferred back and forth like a current. There is no keeping of the money. It's just, it just goes back and forth, right? And I would say that, see, as my brain be thinking, be coming up with stuff. I would say that income Oh, oh, okay, okay. I'll tell you what I was thinking about. All right. So, I think that people that have and make money, that comes from something else, right? It's it's a down uh, wind from somewhere else. The place where it comes from is value, right? That's what I'm thinking about. I'm like, okay, that's what it is. But I was like, what would a large thing be that would be considered value? And my brain went to the ocean, right? So I'm like, okay, value is the ocean. What we all have are income, wait for it, wait for it. Let's see who got it. Anybody got it? Income streams. All the income streams come from the ocean, the value. So the more value you give to somebody, the more income stream you're going to have, right? So, the 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 profit thing is just a I love Elon Musk uh thought on this. It's just a what is that word? I just had it. It's just a ledger for how much value you are providing to other people, right? And this is why I think that buying business is so interesting because when I look at the numbers on for the Ember Candle Call, right? Even as me, I'm looking at like, okay, how much money are we making? What are we doing? What are we spending it on? How is it going? How healthy is a business? There are so many metrics to check how healthy a business is. And that's just for us specifically. That's literally just for the candle business to check how many or how well the company is doing, right? So in my mind, thinking about Sarah, shout out to Sarah Alaba. Her business is making content, right? So the metric that she checks to see if her her company is growing and making content is very different than how we look at our business for growing and making content. So if she makes a video, right? And let's say the video gets 100,000 views on a video, right? That video may not be good for her if let's say there's not a lot of comments on the video, let's say it's not a lot of likes, people don't follow her, it may not be good for her. But for us, it's like, okay, we made a video at 100,000 views, we're selling a product. So it's like, all we want people to do is see the product. Do people see it? Okay, that means that it's working. And those different metrics can determine whether or not a business is actually doing well. And there's a whole list of things that I look at. So like I said, it's just something that's very uh, intriguing to me that if you actually like to understand a business, if I tell somebody that we are we made a million dollars in profit yesterday, right? That could still be a very unhealthy business. Like, because that doesn't account for maybe we sign up deal that in the next two months <coughs> we have to spend three million dollars a month and we'll make it a million dollars in profit. So the only way to fully understand the business is to be in the business, right? And I think that that is the reason why old money doesn't really talk about money because there's no reason to, it doesn't like, 
to explain the business to people that don't understand the business, you have headaches though. It's kind of like it gets lost on them, right? And then they would have to go into the intricacies of the business because they'll say, hey, I mean, you see it now every day. Somebody will say that Elon Musk is worth $180 billion and they'll go, oh my God, why doesn't he buy all of the poor people in the in the world the house, right? And he's like, well, I don't actually have the $180 billion to spend on something. They go, but your net worth is $180 billion. Like, yeah, because... I have a thing that people value at that amount of money. So a lot of people who are in who have different realities don't understand how that works. People are trying to chase money instead of chasing the thing that makes them money. So go back to Mr. Beast interview. He's like, I'm not really thinking about money because I know if I make a video that gets a trillion views, people are going to give me money. So I'm like, if I try to get a trillion dollars, it'll be very hard to get it or not a uh, uh, hundred billion dollars, whatever the number is. It'd be a lot. It'd be hard to try and get that. Right. But if I focus on this other thing where the value is at the ocean of value, people will be like, hey, I'll give a couple. If you're providing a billion, a billion dollars worth of value. Someone will find ten million dollars to give you. Or hundred million dollars to give you. It'll just come up. And the last thing I'm gonna say about his interview, I thought it was very interesting, was he was saying that he's getting so big, it's becoming more difficult to work with to work with sponsorships, right? For those who don't know, when you have a YouTube channel, if you are, you know, I guess doing it right or if you're big enough brands will reach out to you and say hey i'll give you ten thousand dollars or a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars to promote my beard pick or my iphone case right so he was saying that when you look at how much value he is providing it's bigger than the budget that they currently have to give him so he's saying that let's arbitrary numbers if his video is getting 200 million views, right? And let's say that the ads or the sponsorship, excuse me, give 10% of that in dollars, right? So that means that 10% of $200, let's say 1%, 1%, 1%, he was saying that right now, a lot of the brands are kind of stretching themselves to pay that. But on his end, it's like, listen, that's the standard rate. That's what I've been getting for the last seven, eight years. I just get more views now. But nobody really gets the kind of views that he gets. So it's very difficult for someone to to have that as a as a budget, right? So like, let's say uh, I'll use uh, what's that lady name? Um, what's her name? What's called Carrie Hilson? Uh, what's the Kardashian? The younger one, Ky- Kylie Jenner, right? A couple years ago, they floated around the idea that her or her sister, Kim Kardashian, would get like a million views, a million dollars for one post, right? And that's because their post might get seven or eight million likes. So you'd pay to be in front of those eight million people. You pay a million dollars to do it, right? But it's proportionate to how much views and how much likes they're getting. If Mr. Beast were to now do 500 million views a video, a billion views a video, and you're still paying that 1%, that might be your entire, not entire, that is outpacing all of your money you have for advertising. Because now you're like, okay, we're going to pay you 1% of your views, you're getting a billion views a video, okay, we got to pay you $10 million? Damn, that's a lot of money. Like, if I got to pay you $10 billion, $10 million for an ad, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to get them return. Like, that's a lot of, of money to pay. I might want to put it into uh, billboards. I might want to put it on the Super Bowl. I might want to put it on Google. It's like, no, you have to put it all into this because I have. that's how much I'm worth. That's why I think it's, it's more important to focus on the art or the craft of the thing way less than the money.
Like it's and especially for anybody listening to this that's younger that has nothing else to do. He was making videos from 14 every single day for has he been doing it for 15 years, he said now. Like and he's 25. So that's been since he was 11 he's been making videos. That's crazy. And that's how I'm approaching business. That's how I'm approaching the candles right now. Like, okay, just how can we make the candles better? Let's just focus on making the candles better. That's really it. The profitable part is like it's a somewhat of a necessity to some degree because we have to use the money like and by profit, I mean, like we sell a candle for more than it's worth enough that we can actually buy more stuff. Um, because according to Mr. Beast, even his videos, he was like, we don't really make any money on the channel. Like from the main channel, we don't make any money. Right. And that's uh, people would ask that like, oh, Mr. Beast, are you profitable? And it's like, well, all my main channel videos make are negative. We spend five million dollars a video, though. And I get to travel around the world and get on billion dollar boats, take private jets, go to crazy hotels. And it's like, yeah, but my business is not profitable. We're not making profit. But we're growing and all the other channels that we have under us are growing. And now we can actually launch another company like Feastables or Beast Break or something like that. So I said that that is how I currently am looking at the candle business. But the next topic that I want to talk about is. It's a new season that I'm in right now, and. I would say that I got the term from Alex Hormozy, right? And it is just saying no more often. So the universe works in a very funny way. The universe is a very funny individual, right? So my brain has been switched and set to turn down way more opportunities. Just start turning them down. Like, yes, there's a potential to make money. <coughs> that does not mean you have to do it. Like, if I came to Warren Buffett and said, hey, Warren, if you invest in this tripod company, you might make $100,000. And it's like, yes, yes, he could make $100,000. But it would be silly for him to spend his time trying to understand the tripod industry so he could buy this company to make $100,000, right? And my brain, because we don't have that much money, is always trying to, I'm trying to optimize every opportunity, right? Instead of like going, no, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not going to do that one. <coughs> one thing I got from this new season of saying no is the freeness and the freedom, the freeing feeling of not having to worry about a thing down the line that I probably don't really want to do in the first place, right? <coughs> so I said that the universe is a very funny individual. So I'm literally probably a day or two into my season of saying no to everything. Like, no, not doing that. No, I'm not going there. No, this is not happening. It's not going down. So, I'm going to my new office, right? I am editing the next vlog. And for whatever reason, my phone is blowing up. Like, it don't, it don't normally blow up from people, especially not when I'm in my office. So now I'm in the office, right? I'm working at in the video and someone's like, hey, man, I'm coming out of retirement. Can you like you still making you still editing videos and stuff, right? So for those who don't know, I love basketball. Basketball is very close and dear to my heart so much that I love to I just love to watch basketball and like everything about basketball. I want to record it. I want to watch it. So I love to like record basketball, love to study basketball, study the movements of basketball. I love to just look and just watch people play basketball. So I used to even make videos for people who play basketball, myself included. So back in the day, like, I don't know, three years ago, maybe two years ago now at this point, I was making different highlight videos for people who play ball. So he hit me up after two years for a video I made for him back then. And he was like, hey, are you making videos? And I'm like, 
I'm like, nah, bro, I'm retired. I'm retired. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done, right? Like, I'm not, like, I want to make a video. And it would, not, it would not take that much from me to make the video, right? However, I started thinking about what would go into that situation. I would have to coordinate with him where to go to get this video done. So I got to record the video for him, right? When I go out there, wherever he's playing back on a park, in a gym, I got to travel there. I got to set it up. I got to be in a spot that I'm, if I, I mean, it's basketball, so now I'm unfamiliar with it, but someplace that I'm not normally at. I don't even know when that would be, because now we're trying to coordinate it, figure it out. So I'm just like, all of that, getting on the bus, getting on the train, getting all that stuff, I'm like, nah, I don't, I'm like, I, I want to do it, but it, I'm not going to do it, right? And here's the universe, goes, tells him to text me. <coughs> I'll pay you for it, right? My brain's like, ah, are you gonna pay me to do it? I'm like, ah, it's hard. I'm like, we could use money. Money's not a bad thing. Like, I wouldn't mind. I might do it. I'm like, I will do it. I'm like, Donovan, no. You're not, do just say no. You're not doing it. So I'm like, listen, man, I'm, I'm retired right now. I'm like, if, if you want me to come out of retirement, it's $300. Like, that's the, that's my number right now. And I think it's funny because I remember listening to an Alex Hormozzi interview where he talked about his business that he started. It was called Gym Launch, where he would fly around and pretty much teach other people how to run a gym. And then he pretty much turned it into, like, a course for other gyms, right? He made millions of dollars from that. So... He was transitioning from the flying around part of his business to the course part of the business, right? And in that transition, let's say, let's, let me put it like this. He was shutting down his old business. And as he shut it down, some guys like, listen, man, I really need this. I need the money. I need to figure out how to do it. Can you show me? And he didn't really want to do it. So he was like, okay, what's the highest number I can think about right now? He was like, $6,000. The guy's like, sure, done, got it. And he was like, wow, that's crazy. So he was making phone calls to all of the gym that he was closing and let them know, like, hey, we're not doing this anymore. And like the next, I don't know, six, eight, ten phone calls, he kept raising the price. He was like, listen, I'll do it for 7000 And they were like, done. He was like, 8000 They were like, done. He was like, 9000 They were like, done. And I'm just kind of like, that's crazy. So for me right now, that number was $300. Like, listen, bro, if you want me to get up from what I'm doing and stop what I'm doing, it's $300. Like, that is where I'm at at, at my point in my life where if you, if you want me to get do something, $300. And I think it's interesting because the number is very subjective, but it's a number that I feel. So I'm curious what everybody's number would be. Like, right now, babe, what, actually, what, what would your number be? Someone wanted you to make them a doctor saving meal plan. And I, I have to make a new one. I can't use one. Yeah, make a new one. Yeah. Mm hmm. Like, yeah, around the same price, like $300, $400. Okay, okay. So if someone said to you, <coughs> I want you to come perform your song at my theater like very like not the, but like a like a club like a little like a little tiny club um, how much i would do that for free do for free okay okay if they said you had to fly to atlanta to do it how much you do it for Probably five hundred dollars. Um, no, it would have to be like I would say three hundred dollars on top of room, board, and food. Okay, and this is my last one. If let me think of someone that you kind of like. In my flight, room, board, flight, food. Yeah. Let's see, who's someone that you? Nah, it's more than that. I need a clothing budget. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like, 
gonna be it's gonna be quite a bit. Why is it so much more? Because I thought about the other expenses that will incur. Like what? So like I said, I need food, I need clothes, mm-hmm. I need <clears throat> I need food, clothes, flight, some of the state. It's one day. You know, you're gonna fly there, come back. You're gonna fly, you're gonna do a performance, you're gonna sing your song, and you're gonna come back. Okay, okay, so here's my last one, here's my last one. So, um, that's fine. For all eight? Okay, that's that's in, in that rush? Yeah, what's it, when would it get here, by? I don't know if I think of somebody that, that like you're kind of close with, but not close with, that their emotional ties wouldn't sway your choices. Um. Hmm. Okay, I'm thinking someone random. So you have a random female from your college, and she asks, she wants you to be her personal cook. So you have to cook her three meals a week. Five meals a week. Five meals a week. How much would you charge her if you would charge her to do that? I'm making five meals a week. Mm-hmm. No, no, you can't do math. Can't do math. Kid okay. Top top because it's a number that you feel. It's a number that you feel. What number do you feel like? All right. No, I have a math formula. There's no math formula. It's just what number do you feel? Can I do a math? Just like <laughs> if she said, okay, I'll pay you $100. No, it's not. Right, exactly. You don't have to have pay you $500. $500 may be closer. Okay, if I pay you, I'm going to pay $800. $800 sounds maybe about right. Okay, I'll pay you $700. $700. Seven hundred dollars, cool. Seven hundred dollars, cool. So I could pay you seven hundred dollars right now. You cook somebody five meals a week. Yes. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Seven hundred per week. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, per week. Okay, interesting. You gotta think about it. Seven hundred. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what does that entail for you? The way I was seeing it. I was thinking maybe like fifteen dollars an hour. It'd probably take me three hours to cook whatever meal it is, and then so that's the labor, and then the meal itself will cost probably like thirty to forty dollars for all five meals or each meal. Each meal. Okay, so thirty times five is one fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe no, maybe fifty dollars. I would say it's fifty dollars. You would say what? It's fifty dollars a meal. Fifty what? $50 a Okay, so 50 times 5? Okay. And then... And you said 3 hours to cook each meal? So that's... I think I will. I think I think it's probably going to be the $30, and then it's going to be maybe an extra hour or two to make the meal, like 4 hours. Okay, so 4 hours to make each meal. Okay, so... And I think I'm probably getting paid 20 hours now. Can pay twenty dollars an hour. Okay. That's like eighty dollars plus thirty. That's like one. So one, one ten. Mhm. Multiply that by seven. It's like seven seven. By five. By five. So that's like five fifty. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know that that's in your current life, like, as in making candles and doing content, and you're saying that's what that would work. <coughs> Yeah, I feel like I feel like I feel like that's for me. I think that's a number that's kind of like all right. You still, I I might I might open my eyes for like nine hundred to a thousand. Like, mm, he wants to, I could I could cook something for a thousand dollars. So I think it's like 
to me, it's a, a very visceral feeling of what number someone could pay you to do something you, you're not really trying to do. And I think it changes depending on wherever you're at in your life. Like if you if if it was two years ago when we wasn't having no candles, I'd be like three hundred. I'll come outside for seventy five dollars right now. You want me to go record a video? I will get on the bus by myself in the morning with my equipment, travel to wherever you at for two hours, record the video, come back home and edit the video for seventy five dollars. Now, listen, I won't even open my eyes for seventy five dollars. So. So that is now I'm in my season of saying no to everybody and it is what it is. And I feel like it's very, it's very, 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 very freeing, very liberating. Uh, next up on the topics for the day is the live guys. So this Friday we'll be doing a live and Melissa will be cooking uh, for this person that she's going to cook for because she, you know, she's about to make her thousand dollars and the live will probably be like what? Six o'clock. So you're making candles that day. We're doing candle-related activity. Yeah, I don't know. You you sick sick. You sound sick sick. But I mean, you know what's crazy? You sound how I was. Like I feel like whatever you might have. You, we're going all over the net profit numbers, guys. All of the the in betweens, out betweens. I've been adding some more tabs to make it easier for us to look at the dashboard during the live and kind of see what's going on. Um, I want to add some more graphs so we could actually have a picture to see, like, okay, how is this working? How is this going? Um, so, you know, I'm I'm very data driven, um, but. The hard part for me is creating the data myself. I love to read and analyze data. Creating the data is a little bit harder. Um, but, you know, I think it's compounding. I'm adding new sheets often, try to upgrade them, update them and whatnot. So we're going to see everybody on the live this Friday. Any questions y'all have, write them down, bring them to the live. We got any stories. I got y'all on Friday. The next topic I have for today is Lucky Orange. Are they going to hear this before Friday? Don't, they'll hear it the, if they watch the, um, the audio. they hear the audio, they would. But we've been noticing a very high uptick in the uh, website traffic, right? Actually, I wanna, I'm curious what... Oh, oh, before I get to that, I, I did say I wanted to see how many big candles we sold that weekend. How many think it is big? The first grandma's our weekend. You said nine? Or ten. Okay, let's see. <coughs> That's good. Nine. We sold nine big candles that day for a total of $349. You answered it? Oh, my phone will do nothing. Damn. Fuck. I put my phone to disturb. Did they hang up before you answered? You just didn't answer? Yeah, no. Oh. Um. Oh yeah, so we sold nine big candles that day. Now, the next time we sold, that's crazy. At Arson Foods, we sold ten big candles. We sold fourteen big candles in one day. That's crazy. Yeah, that's most we ever did. That's crazy. Fourteen. We did that a couple times. Wasn't that like last weekend? <laughs> In one day? Oh. Last weekend we did 12. Facts. Yeah, facts. That's how crazy it is. Yes. We did 14 on Saturday, and we did 7 on Sunday, and we would have sold more on Saturday if we had more candles. Oh, yeah, facts. And Sunday, too. Right. Because you... Right. Sir. Right. That's not crazy? Yeah. That's insane. Like... On our biggest days when we were doing a thousand plus dollars, we were selling 14 big candles. We're now selling 14 big candles in a day on a slow day. Like on an average day, we're doing 14 big candles. And we probably could have did 14. That's 21. That's 21 candles in one weekend. That's almost, that's two boxes of candles right there. That's insane. That's, that is bonkers to have, to sell that many candles. Uh, a couple weeks before that, we did 10 and then we did 11. 
Then we come before that, we did 11, then we did 12. That's, yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, so like I said, we've had a very high uptick in people on the website. And I think it's fun because we now have this new software that lets us record how people interact with the website. And it's just a fascinating thing to watch. And it's instant feedback for everything we're doing. So I do think that we're making some positive changes and there are some bigger changes that I really want to make going forward. It's just the timing for doing it because what I've noticed about myself is I will keep going at doing something just not at the same intensity the whole time. So things that I have in my mind take a little bit longer than I plan to like than the plan I have for them, which is why I don't really like to set hard time goals on things like dates for that exact reason. But I do foresee us having a like I I see us getting like an order or two every day on the website in like the next couple months. Every day, one or two orders. Fifty dollars a day here, fifty dollars a day there. That's Let's see, that's a 50 times 7, 350 times 4. That's $1,400 a week. No, yeah, that's $1,400 a week, which is crazy. We were getting that on YouTube. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> you said what? No, 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 a month. We, we're 350 a day now. You got me a month, yeah. A week and then 1400 Uh We also did Spaciously last weekend. I was not a fan of it per se. Uh, we were in Muji in Brooklyn. It was, let me say, it was cool. But again, opportunities. We need to be saying no to more opportunities. That is one of those ones that's like on the borderline of like, ah, it might work out. But we need to be saying no more often. No. No, I'm not doing that. No, not gonna happen. Um, and then the last topic I have for the day is my new office, you guys. So, for anybody out there that is very confident in their abilities, anybody out there that feels they're being held back, anybody out there that's trying to grow and change their life, I would implore y'all to, if y'all don't already have this, you change your environment. Oh my goodness, it has done wonders for me. Like, I'm talking about magic. It's a night and day difference by just having somewhere to go to work. And it's somewhere to go where nobody else is there. Like, the library is cool. I used to go to the gym um, they had like a little um, work room in there, but people come in there on the phone sometimes. They come and do it on their laptop. People are walking around. I'm talking about in my new office, there is nobody walking up and down the hall aisle, nothing. It's complete silence. I'm, there's nothing to distract me. There's no sound. There's no people. There's music that's usually played very low. It's quiet. It's amazing. One thing I've been saying in the recent vlogs is increasing productivity for myself, like getting more work done, right? Because at the end of the day, everybody wants to be able to do more work with less energy. That's like the, the, the total goal. And I think a lot of people, this is my belief, that a lot of people want to work, like do a lot of work, right? But people want to work two things, right? Here's the first one. People want to be able to stay focused on the work that they're doing. They want to be able to get into their flow state and stay there. Two, people want to be able to do that in a subject or a topic or an entity or whatever of something that they really like. Those two things are very important. And honestly, I think the second one is less important because people will get very focused at working at McDonald's or people will get very focused at you know, I don't know, catching the train, like very mundane activities. When you get into your flow state, you just, you just vibing, whether you edit in a video, whether you're doing research on numbers, whether you're reading a book, like if I told you to go read a book, you might be like, oh, I don't want to read a book. But if you got into the book, you'd be like, I'm locked in. Like I'm not trying, don't bother me from this thing. Even if it wasn't a topic you thought that you would like. Right. So for me in the office, I'm able to have both of those things where I can work without 
any distractions at all. And I was telling Melissa that I think, like, I I would have to get, like, a lot more consistent with getting up and getting there earlier than I do now. But I'm very confident I could get three vlogs out per week. Because I looked at it yesterday. We're probably, like, two months behind on vlogs. But I was editing a vlog yesterday. If I got there in the morning at, like, 8, I wholeheartedly believe I could have been done by the end of the day. And what I really had to do was... Two things. I had to buy a laptop charger so I could actually work while I'm there. And I had to upgrade my phone uh, hotspot so I can use the internet. Now, bruh, oh my God, I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. There are so many things that have been backlogged that we just have in our mind that we want to do. And just life just slows us down. That's it. Like just little things, whether it be the cat doing this. Like I want to pet my cat now. I want to take a nap here. Whatever the thing is. Now that the office is here, I'm telling And... I think it improves Melissa and I's relationship because it gives us that time apart. I get to walk outside and have some fresh air, some exercise. Melissa can blast her music as much as she wants. I get my uh, my peace and quiet. And I think that it's 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 very funny because we me and her know this, right? that the things that give us both energy are very different but living together is having to manage those two things at the same time melissa loves to play music she loves to move around and make noise and stuff like that she loves to do for me i just i'd rather sit in the closet give me like something to sit in the closet for i'll be fine and i'll be just chilling give me a tv in the closet and you won't hear, you won't hear from me for the whole day like i would just be watching tv in the closet all day long right so now that we can kind of separate that we have that division for that i think that we'll be able to grow more i think the business will then grow more i think things will happen a lot faster which is the most important thing so we will be back here next tuesday you can find all the behind the scenes content on our social medias mine is donovan gray d-o-n-i-v-a-n-g-r-a-y and my phenomenal beautiful amazing girlfriend anita byrne a-n-e-t-a-b-u-r-n you know what it is. Hashtag Bamboo Project 2023. The road to 500K is still in effect. And with that being said, Bamboo Project out.